Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your coach, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the 300th episode of The Brian Buffini Show. You know, as I think of the number 300, I think of the Battle of Thermopylae, immortalized in the movie 300. And that's where 300 warriors were led by King Leonidas of Sparta, and they faced overwhelming opposition in the Persian army led by King Xerxes. You know, that small band of warriors, they bonded together, and that's who you are, the audience of this show. No matter how much negativity is happening in the culture or what's going on in the marketplace, you guys keep showing up as personal growth and development warriors. And even though it might feel sometimes that you're not winning the battle, you will prevail. You are prevailing and you are winning. So thanks for being part of our community. Thanks for being such avid listeners to the show and such great advocates as you've shared this program with so many as we've reached millions and millions of people over the years. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's entitled The Immersion Method. One of the dynamics of this show, we talk about mindset, motivation, methodologies. We try to interview people who've been there and done that. More and more, you know, in the marketplace today, and okay, there's a gazillion podcasts, there's shows, there's lots of books out there. There's an awful lot of stuff where people just, you know, maybe they're even good ideas or good philosophies and so on and so forth. But for me, I have to have practiced something, believe it and have lived it, coached it, trained it, had our organization coach it and train it, seen lots of people use it before I'll ever recommend something. I just can't. Oh, here's a concept. Go try it out. If your life works out okay, give me feedback and and we'll go from there. No. Or here's just flipping information that, you know, someone becomes an idea junkie, but never a doer of anything. And so I've always said, this podcast is for learners who are doers, people who are interested in making changes, people who are interested in having the courage and perkinacity to pursue the good life for themselves, for their family, for their loved ones, for their community. And so that's what this is all about. And so I hope you're one of those doers here today who's just looking for a few insights or ideas. And this particular dynamic we're going to talk about today is a technique. It's called the immersion method. Exactly like it sounds, like you immerse yourself in a liquid. When you jump into a swimming pool, you immerse yourself, okay? One of the dictionary definitions is a deep mental involvement. One of the practical ways this works for somebody is a method for learning a language. I've seen this for many times in Ireland growing up. They say the purest form of English in the world spoken is in Ireland, believe it or not. And uh, that's with all the different accents and all the different people from all the different counties. And, you know, Dublin has about six or seven different accents alone. When I was growing up as a kid, we would have a ton of foreign students. These foreign students would come to Ireland to learn how to speak English. And there weren't many Spanish-speaking Irish people in the 70s and early 80s, so it was an immersion. And they threw themselves at it. They were taking, going to class during the day at the various universities, and then they'd just be out and about. And they'd be at the stores and the concerts and the bars and the restaurants and hanging out with Irish people and learning how to speak English by immersing themselves. Well, that has proven to be, and I'll get into some data here today, by far the best methodology to learn a new language. For some people, success is a new language. For some people, 
happiness is a new language. For some people, financial success is a brand new language because the only language they know how to speak is broke or debt. They have the broke and debt dialect, if you will. And so for some people, uh, the only language they know is struggle. So the fact of the matter is, if you want to have a better life, if you want to be living that version of the good life, whatever area that you're currently struggling in or the part of the process of success that's holding you back, it might require some immersion, okay? We know this, that you can do this in your natural state. Tiny babies can swim if immersed in water. It's called innate swimming reflex. And that you can take an infant and put an infant in the water and it will swim because it has this reflex. It's later on we struggle with swimming because of fear. And I know what I'm talking about there. You know, on the south side of Dublin, there was access to one swimming pool, which is in Glenalbin. It had more chlorine in it than a toxic spill. And when I went to learn how to swim there as a kid, I had a less than gifted teacher that had a hook and a pole that would hold you down. And it took me a long time to recover from that experience before I got in the pool again. In fact, I was an adult living in America before I tried to learn how to swim again. So what happens is many of the dynamics that hold us back, and right now in this environment, coming out of COVID, coming out of recessions, coming out of you know all the different angst that's in the marketplace, on the media, in the news, in our politics, in our culture, there's an awful lot of fear. And the more I talk to people and meet people out in the marketplace, I see more and more fear. And that fear which often is, as Zig Ziglar called it, false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R. That fear is ultimately what will hold us back from the good life. You will not, you cannot live the good life and be immersed in fear. You have to be immersed in the good life. That's what you have to be immersed in. And so we're going to talk about that. And I use this all the time. And I'll use it on simpler things. For example, my career, what I do for you on the podcast and in my speaking career for Buffini Company, and then also with building training programs, I'm required to create a lot of content. So for example, I, I will immerse myself in content. I just came back from 23 days in Florida, and I was there working out, eating good by myself. And I love my wife. I didn't bring my wife. I love my kids. I didn't bring my kids. I love my staff. I didn't talk to my staff. I immersed myself in content, old, new. I went back to some of the classics and immersed myself in them, audio, video, books. And then I hammered and brought an entire suitcase that I had to FedEx out and FedEx back because of the weight. And an entire suitcase of books and some new, hip, edgy stuff and just immersed myself. And basically 17 hours a day, I immersed myself in content. And uh, that's why the content in the fourth quarter and early first quarter next year uh, with our podcast, you'll find it's pretty terrific. And I've been working on a lot of this stuff, this podcast itself. As I was doing the exercise, I said, this would be great for me to teach to people because this is how I help myself. And so we're going to talk about it. And so the, the three points I have for you today with regards to the immersion method, which is what I do myself, scientifically proven, like I say, learning a new language and the language of success. People tend to test the waters instead of immerse, right? So that's kind of sticking your toe in the water instead of diving all the way in. The dynamic of sinking or swimming. And then ultimately, what does it mean to take a deep dive? And we're going to go through that. So let's talk about testing the waters because this is where most people start. If you're listening to this podcast, think about it. 
There's a million things you could do today instead of listening to this show. There's news shows on. You could be rotisserizing on your favorite politics or your greatest angst. You could be listening to music. You could be listening to something that's comedic or entertaining or be watching reruns of the office or whatever. You, but you chose to do this. So my question to you today is, why in the heck are you listening to this program? Why do you listen to me? I would imagine it's because you're hoping it might something that might maybe encourage you, maybe help you think better, maybe something that can help you do better, and that maybe, maybe you'd find a little nugget here and there that would help improve your life. I would imagine that's part of the motivation. And so what happens is, if you're that kind of person, you want to change, but you're going to have to go from testing the waters to diving into the water. So what causes, what are the consequences of not immersing yourself? Well, first and foremost, indecision. Okay, so we become just structured. We constantly have difficulty making decisions. And on the road to success, there are tons of decisions to make. Big decisions and small decisions. What to do, what not to do. Move towards this, move away from that. Decisions. When we're not clear, we're plagued by indecision. The other plague that comes in is doubt. When we're not decisive, one of the reasons for it is that we second guess, second guess, third guess, fourth guess, 50 guess. Now, I'm a person who likes to think through all the different angles. So when I have a decision to make, my I, my kids, my wife, let me tell you, Beverly stays away from me because I will, well, what about this and this and this and this? And I try to think through different avenues. So I'm kind of like looking at all the, here's the road and then here's all the side roads. And I'll go to as far down in my thinking as these side roads as I can. That's just my process. And then what I'll do is I'll make a decision and it's like, I won't look back. From the time I make a decision, I won't look back. I'm going to drive as far down the road I've chosen as I can until such time as, okay, I hit a roadblock and you went down the wrong road. I'll live with that. I live with that, but I'll decide to go and do it. Okay. Now, what I tend to do is, is go through all these different iterations, but it can plague you with doubt. And then what happens is when testing the water, there becomes a tendency to quit. You know, there's this indecision, there's this doubt, and then there's quitting in the background. And that's ultimately the consequences of not doing the immersion method. So we really want to get into that today. So let's talk about indecision. Maybe you're there. When you're trying to change or improve, or even master a skill, you can't test the waters or dip your toe in. You have to commit. In a study by Georgetown University, a medical center, two groups studied an artificial language, one in a formal classroom, the other via immersion. And after five months, the immersed group had full brain patterns of native speakers. Here's the power of the immersion method. It will help you develop brain patterns for success. Brain patterns. How would you like to have something that when you've got indecision and later when we talk about doubt, those things are working against you? Now, when you immerse yourself into where you really want to go and what you want to be, and you just immerse yourself, immerse yourself, immerse yourself, now your brain goes working for you towards the things you want. Very, very powerful. My great friend Jim Rohn used to say, indecision is the greatest thief of opportunity. And there's a ton of opportunity in today's marketplace. A ton. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. And in my faith tradition, you know, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could say from to that mountain, go from there to there. And what that is, is unleashing of the mind, the God-given abilities we have, the talents we have, the desires he's put on our hearts. 
that's where I think it shows up for me in faith. One of my favorite things to say to people all the time is don't go into something, the test of waters, go in to make waves. And so we want to make waves. That's the deal. What's the point? What's the point in tooling around on the pond? Get in the water, splash around, make some waves, positive waves. By God, does the word need it now? We need some positive waves. There's waves of negativity everywhere with everyone. So what we need to do is let's make some waves. Let's make some positive waves. And I would say this, the way I've been most effective as a leader in my life is to lead by example. Whether it be my family, family of origin, whether it be in my community, whether it be with my company, whether it be with my clients. You know, I, I told somebody years ago, the hardest part of starting this coaching company that I did over 25 years ago is that my clients hold me to a very high standard because I'm challenging them to change and grow. And in order to lead that community of people, I have to change and grow myself. I have to be transparent with the shortcomings and the failures and the missteps, but then I ultimately have to pursue it myself. And that's really, I believe, the only type of lasting leadership example there is. And if you want to have influence on the people you love, the way to do it is not through talk. The way to do it is by example. So let's talk about the doubt side. You know, doubt is really just not trusting yourself. Now, the reason we don't trust ourselves is we've all made mistakes. You know, in the world we live in today, in the cancer culture world that tends to eviscerate people for any mistake that's made, I often wonder if the people doing the canceling have ever made a mistake. Now, the answer is obviously, of course. In fact, they're probably making a mistake and canceling somebody. And it's what it is, it's a very graceless society we're currently living in. Because we need grace for mistakes. We need to have grace for others. We have to have grace for ourselves. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever said something you wish you didn't? My goodness, I've been speaking for 25 years publicly. Do you think there's a few things I said I wish I didn't? Or maybe positions that have developed and grown? Of course. Is every day Mr. Sunshine? I don't think so. And so you make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, we have a tendency to keep lists. We tend to keep lists about others, but anybody who makes lists about others keeps a list for themselves. And we become condemned by that list. And we end up not trusting ourselves. I've owned, right now, as of today, 51 businesses in my career. And I had one failure. That's a pretty good record. You know, if I was a a hitter in a major league, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. But I want you to know that when I have doubts about a business venture or I'm trying something new, or I'm getting out on the edge of the skinny diving board. The one failure always comes to the forefront. Now, I believe that's a very healthy thing. So I'm not just given into patterns and tendency. But it's a very unhealthy thing if it produces a fear and an inability to move forward. And so we all have doubts because we've all made mistakes. And so what we have to have is grace for ourselves, learn from our past, and then trust ourselves. Because at the end of the day, If you don't trust yourself, think about that. If you don't trust yourself, how would you ever be able to have full competence in what you do? How would you ever be able to have full competence in a relationship? If you don't trust yourself, how can you ask anyone else to trust you? You want your customers and clients, loved ones to trust you more than you trust yourself? It's impossible. It's impossible. Can't be done. And that energy we give off when we don't trust ourselves. Some people cover it with arrogance and ego, and some people cover it with insecurity and self-deprecation. Helen Keller, a person who had a reason to have self-doubt with the challenges she faced in her life, she said, doubts and mistrusts are the mere panic of timid imagination 
which the steadfast heart will conquer and the large mind transcend. Well, she did. Talk about someone who did it. Dale Carnegie, one of the people I immersed myself in when I went to Florida, was inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage, no matter what the action is. And then Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said, doubt can only be removed by action. And that's what we want to be. We want to be thinkers, but we want to be doers. We don't just want to be doers without thinking. We want to think, we want to plan, then we want to be decisive and go. And when we go, we want to keep going. And the third element of testing the water tends to be a tendency to quit. And the opposite of quitting is commitment. It's as simple as that. You know, the old football coach that used to say, you know, it's like breakfast. Commitment's like breakfast, like ham and eggs. You know, the the chicken's involved, but the hog's committed. We want to be the hog. We want to be all in. If you're going to do it, go all in. And I say to people all the time, I would rather fail pursuing my dream than succeed at inaction. And so I want to pursue the desires of my heart, the things that are on my mind, the dreams that are in my heart. I want to pursue those because that's where the joy is. That's what we're promised here. In America, at least, you're promised the pursuit of happiness. You're promised that pursuit. And for me, in over 30 years of personal growth and development, I found that the pursuit is the happiness. And so we have to make those commitments. Vince Lombardi, the great coach, said, most people fail not because of lack of desire, but because of lack of commitment. Abraham Lincoln said, commitment is what transforms a promise into reality. One of the things I sneaked in while I was in Florida was I did watch the movie Lincoln. John Paul Sartre said, commitment is an act, not a word. And we're in a world today that everything's doing, everything's talking, not a lot of doing. Everything's Instagram instead of Insta-do. And uh, what I would say is it's time to think, it's time to plan, it's time to pursue. And you got to get after it. And so what happens? Don't stick your toe in the water. Don't just test the waters. Make the commitment. Make the commitment. Get after it. We need to do the work, be decisive, let the doubts fall away to the side, and then make the commitment and go be a doer. The next dynamic is, uh, is the sink or swim. And this is the advantages of immersing yourself. I really want to sell you on it. Here's what happens. Your decisions become easy. You end up having clarity and you find momentum. I love all of those words. Okay, decisions become easy, you end up having clarity of mind and purpose, and then you find this momentum, which is where we finish up every week on the Brian Buffini Show. May the wind always be at your back. May the wind always be at your back. That's momentum behind you. Roy Disney, he was the glue behind the Disney Corporation. In, in Buffini and Company, I'm the chairman, my brother Dermot, he'd be the Roy Disney. He's the CEO, keeps all the promises, keeps it going forward, does a fantastic job. And uh, Roy Disney, very fond uh, of Ireland, he actually had a castle in Cork, and he would sail there every year, spend a few months in Ireland. So the Irish always loved Roy Disney more than even Walt Disney, because Roy was one of us, if you know what I mean. And he had a quote that I remember hearing as a kid, and I would say I restate this mm, every couple of weeks for the past 20 years or so, this comes out of my mouth. And it's, when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. When your values are clear, your decisions are easy. If you ever have a chance to tour through Buffini and Company, one of the things you'll see right when you walk in the door, on one side of the main headquarter building, you'll see our mission to impact and improve the lives of people. And then on the right side, you'll see our core values. The core values. They're not just on the wall. They're on everybody's name badge, which is how you get in through the security and through all the different buildings on our campus. 
It's restated at every single staff meeting that we have. It is part of every leadership meeting we have. It is the accountability that the staff hold me and Dermot and the other leaders to. And it's the accountability we hold our staff to. We've taught it, we've trained it, and our clients hold us to it as well. When your values are clear, your decisions are easy. One of the challenges we have in today's world, values are not communicated as often as they used to be. Traditional values of faith and family and community, you know, those are all under attack. You know, for me, in our home, it's God, family, country. We make no bones about it. Our values are very clear. We have core values as a family written out. We have core values as a company. And when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. My good friend Zig Ziglar say, when obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision to get there. The fact is, you have your values, you make your decisions, and away you go. Victor Hugo said, concision in style, precision in thought, decision in life. That's what we want. So we want to be decisive. Next, we want clarity. We want clarity. Now, for me, clarity comes through synergy. I have to talk things out. Some people need to write things out. Some people need to have isolated time to process things out. But no matter what, at some point in time, you have to reach clarity. I had a good friend uh, come by just yesterday, and we were both dealing with decisions we need to make. And we had this very, very engaging conversation. And I was effortlessly able to give him clarity with a big decision he needs to make. And he was effortlessly able to give me clarity on a big decision I need to make. And neither one of us had clarity for ourselves. So whether it be a coach, whether it be synergy partners, whether it be someone you go for a walk with in the morning, your buddies, your family, your friends, what I have found is that, as Bob Bodine says, we're all a half cup short. We need other people to help us reason through these things. And then once we get it, you get clarity. Thomas Leonard said, clarity affords focus. Another one of those great anonymous quotes says, clarity of purpose trumps knowledge. We need to have clarity. And then once you have that clarity, the clarity will come from action, not just the thought. So we make our decisions. Your decisions become easy based on your values. You have clarity. And then you find that momentum. May the wind always be at your back. Momentum, to me, is the most powerful force in making a change. And that's why small changes can bring momentum. Small changes and small wins ultimately can lead to big changes and big wins. And I've told the story before, and I'm not going to go too far down into it, but how I once helped a man become a multimillionaire with the first change was flossing his teeth every day. And because when I talked to him about budgeting, he was overwhelmed. When I talked to him about increasing his income, he was overwhelmed. But I said, well, what one change can you make today to prove to yourself you can change? He said, well, every time I go to the dentist, I come away with a big roll of floss, and I say, I'm going to floss my teeth every day, and I don't. I said, okay, well, floss your teeth for a week. And then we got floss your teeth for 30 days. And then we met again. I said, okay, have you flossed your teeth every day? He said, yeah. I said, great. Well, maybe if you floss your teeth, now you can do a budget. And we did the budget. We did the budget for a week, and then we did the budget for a month, and then he did the budget for a quarter. Okay, great. Now can you raise your revenue? Well, four years down the line. When he sent me his net worth statement of being a multimillionaire, a guy that theologically had challenges with wealth and how he was raised, opportunity-wise, the profession he'd chosen didn't really afford economic well-being. He started by flossing his teeth. He ended up a multimillionaire. Why? Because momentum is one of the most powerful forces when it comes to making a change. Life's hard by the yard. It's a cinch by the inch. That's an old seminar speaker phrase, and that used to get thrown around all the time. And it's true. 
Life's hard by the yard. It's a cinch by the inch. Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. I saw some hipster commercial the other day, and it was really cool, and it was this high-tech product, and they said, you don't have to be awesome to start, but you do have to start to be awesome. And I go, Zig Ziglar, you're not getting paid for that quote, Bubba. They've changed it. The high-tech kids have taken it. God bless us. And at the end of the day, Zig probably didn't create it either. But the fact of the matter is, that's all true. You got to start. And so you have to start, and you have to start somewhere. And lastly, Thomas Edison said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Ooh. So what have we talked about? We talked about testing the waters, and we've talked about sinking or swimming. Now here comes the happy stuff. It's time to take a deep dive. Truly, if you ever want to master anything, if you want to become successful at something, you got to take a deep dive, okay? And so I'm going to challenge you to immerse yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, I'd say this. Immerse yourself in personal growth and development. Maybe for a season, that's all you do. Like I mentioned, almost three weeks, a little over three weeks in Florida, I just immersed myself. By the way, during that three weeks, I did not watch the news one time. I did not check the apps. In fact, I took the apps off my phone that gave me news and news alerts. I wasn't even watching the sports programs or the teams I like to follow. I got out of my habits. I got out of my phone usage. My phone usage went way down. I'm sure Apple thought I'd been in a car wreck or something because my phone was barely used during the day at all. And I immersed myself. I took a deep dive. And so I encourage you to do that. I also encourage you to surround yourself with like-minded people and then commit to getting better. And we'll talk about that. So what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? That's what I always ask. And here's the thing. Why don't you answer that question for once? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? You know, right now on the news at the time of this recording, there's some real bad stuff going on. And I understand. And it's captivating. But rotisserizing and tisserizing and rotisserizing on it, that's not going to get you one step closer to the good life. What can help the situation, because you can't do anything about world events no more than I can. But I know this. When I'm put together, I'm put together from my family. When I'm put together for my family, my family is put together for their friends and their community. When I'm put together for my family and my community, I'm put together for my staff, and then ultimately for the clients we serve and coach, and then all of you. So here it is. One guy gets himself on the right spot. I can help a lot of people. And who am I? Just one dude, right? Son of a house painter, immigrant from Ireland. Who are you? And what can you do? And where can you be? And who can you influence? You can influence a lot of people, many of you far more than you think so. And so what does that mean? Well, what are you reading? What are you watching? What do you listen to? When was the last time you read your goals? When was the last time you pulled them out? Do you have them all written? Hopefully you've been listening to this show. You have a set of goals. How are you doing? You know, what's the scoreboard? I recently had a meeting with a couple of leaders inside Buffini Company, and it wasn't the easiest meeting, but I was like, hey, here were the goals. How are we doing? Here's the areas where we're missing the goals. What's the plan? And that led to a whole series of other meetings where people are going, okay, we're missing the mark in some areas. How do we get better? Well, we need to do that for ourselves too. My great friend and mentor, Lou Holtz, said, in this world, you're either growing or dying. So get in motion and grow. And Lou would say that, you know, you're either growing or dying as a person with your marriage, with your family, with your business, with your finances. You know, you can't maintain your way into success. You have to grow yourself. We live on a planet that spins. We have to be moving. 
We have to go. A famous Chinese proverb says, pearls don't lie on the seashore. If you want one, you have to dive for it. And here's the thing. Why not? Why not give it a shot? You know, why not go for more? Why not? Why not go after it? You know, what's so great about where you're at? And where you're at is going to decline. Your body will decline. Your finances will decline. Mentally decline. Relationship will decline. If you just stay right where you are, sit on the couch, do nothing. Go into personal lockdown. Nothing's going to improve. We just proved that as a world. The quarantine 15 that turned into the quarantine 30 for the average person. Nothing great happens. Sitting down and just waiting for things to change. The next thing that's very helpful is to surround yourself with like-minded people. You got to find your tribe. Who are your mentors? Who are your associations? Eagles shouldn't hang around with chickens. Eagles should fly with eagles. And if you're a baby eagle, you want to find big, successful eagles to hang out with. And you know what? Big, successful eagles love hanging out with young baby eagles because it reminds them of the time in their life that they were soaring as well. So find your tribe. Find people who are pursuing like you do. For me, I want to be around ambitious people. I'll give you a great example. I went to see my daughter ride the other day in a competition. And I drove home, and I had about an hour and a half drive home, and I was completely overtaken with watching her pursue a very difficult goal that's going to require all kinds of effort to get to her to where she wants to go. And she's been after it for 15 years already. I was just inspired by her. I was inspired by her ambition and her pursuit. And no matter what the difficulties and setbacks are, and it doesn't mean she's always been, oh, happy ducky about it, or there's a setback, she didn't get upset or disappointed or frustrated or angry. I've witnessed it all. But I was inspired by her pursuit of greatness. And I then held up, how are you doing, Brian? Well, you know what? I've been after it a long time, and I'm in a spot in my life. I get a lot of accolades, and I've been afforded a lot of appreciation, economics, feedback, all that kind of good stuff. But I really started looking at myself, what greatness am I pursuing? As I really you know, took the afternoon, I went for a beach walk, I realized, you know what? I've gotten a little fat and happy. Just being around that environment of seeing somebody pursuing something great, it inspired me. I remember when my kids were in school, we gave them a book called Do Hard Things. And you know what? It's right. It was written by a couple of young fellas who were challenging kids to do hard things. And so for me, who are you surrounding yourself with? If you hang around with the chickens, you'll be clucking and squawking like a chicken. You hang around the eagles, you get a chance to soar. Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul, they've sold 600 million copies of their books. And it says, you become like most people you spend your time with. My mother used to say, and God bless Therese, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. You know, bottom line, sometimes we have to upgrade some of the people we're hanging around with. So the last part in this is to make the commitment to really get the help. Go get the proper help. And for me, it's a commit to coaching and training. You know, the conversation I had yesterday with my good friend, we helped one another out in a kind of a coaching environment. He could see my blind spots. I could see his blind spots. You know, I have coaching and consultants now in many areas of my life. I'm endeavoring. I'm looking at a, a new business venture that I'm expanding with. And it's been invigorating to go and get these consultants who cost a lot of money but who have great insight and great experience in these different areas, areas that are new to me or newer to me. And it's phenomenal. So who's helping you? Who's helping you? Are you on your own? Are you going through a training program? Who's helping you? I was on a Peloton this morning. 
I was sweating with some gal who's in New York doing her thing, whatever. And guess what? I rode further and harder and faster than I would by myself. So there's so many great methods today to do this. If you're in business, if you're a small business owner and you want to grow, you should get a coach. And oh, by the way, I recommend Buffini and Company, okay, the premier small business coaching company in the world and have been for decades. Average client making $38,000 when they start with us, and within five years, they're at over three fifty. dollars Okay, that's a pretty good record. Go check them out, no matter what business you're in. We have a lot of realtors and lenders, but we have a 47 other types of businesses we represent. Are you taking any training programs? Are you growing? We have training programs, but there's things out there like Masterclass and all these things. There's a ton of this stuff available to you today. Why don't you immerse yourself in it? Why don't you throw yourself into that, right? The Navy SEALs say you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. When you're under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion. In the back of our minds, we think we're going to rise. You don't. You sink. Under pressure, you sink. You sink to the level of the training and the coaching and the input you're getting. What are you getting? Is this it? Is it a podcast? Is it entertainment? Is it Netflix? How far are you going to go with that? It's time to immerse. One of my favorite verses is, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We all need help. We all need help. So we've covered it today. We've talked about the immersion method and what I practice myself. We talked about testing the waters. Are you sticking your toe in the water or are you diving in? We talked about sinking or swimming and ultimately being that decisive type of person. And then ultimately take a deep dive. Take a deep dive. Get in there, immerse yourself in the personal growth and development. Surround yourself with those great people and commit to coaching and training. This very podcast you're listening to today was a consequence and a result of me immersing myself in personal growth and development. And I thought it might be fun for me to share what I actually do to help myself be successful and provide more value to people. So this is what I do. I hope it's been helpful for you. I hope you can immerse yourself. I hope you pursue more of the good life. And I hope you can lean into us and even our organization at Buffini Company, if you need that, to help you live more of the good life. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad I was able to join you on your commute, your walk, your taking your dog out. Maybe you're jogging, whoever you are. Love to hear from you. Send me your emails. Let me know how you're doing. And uh, with that said, I want to send you with a real life blessing today from my 90-year-old mom who's uh, immersed herself in the good life for 90 years. So from my heart to yours, here's Therese with a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.